The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. On that day, Jesus went out to the house and sat down by the sea. Such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat down. And the whole crowd stood along the shore. And he spoke to them at length in parables, saying, A sower went out to sow. As he sowed, some seed fell on the path. The birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky ground where it had little soil. It sprang up at once because the soil was not deep. And when the sun rose and it was scorched, it withered for lack of roots. Some seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it. But some seed fell on rich soil and produced fruit a hundred or sixty or thirty-fold. Whoever has ears ought to hear. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. It's the bottom of the ninth inning. The Yankees are down to one out. They just need one out to sweep the Red Sox and get a ticket to the World Series. Kevin Millar comes to the plate. In my estimation, Kevin Millar is the worst clutch hitter I have ever seen in my entire life. And now he has to face the greatest closer of all time, Mariano Rivera. Well, something strange really happened. No, he didn't get a hit, but he walked. When he got to first place, they replaced him with David Roberts, the speedster that they just acquired. And a couple pitches later, he stole second. The next batter got a hit, and the Red Sox tied the game. In the wee hours of the morning, David Ortiz, big poppy, gets a, gets a walk-off. After that, consecutively, the next three games, the Red Sox will beat the Yankees and go on to the World Series. Then, they will win the next four games and win it all. Now, what makes this such a great story is not the fact that the Red Sox won the World Series for the first time in 86 years. What made this story really wonderful and great is the way they did it. It's the way they won it. The worst batter of all time meets the greatest pitcher, the greatest closer. Now I say that because we all know that God likes to win. But what makes it exciting with God is the way God wins. God always likes to win against all the odds. Remember Joseph, little Joseph? He's one of many sons of this uh, uh, Jacob, and he is the favorite son of all, which means that all the other sons are now going to have a father, uh, father wound. And they take that all out on little Joseph by selling him into slavery. So now Joseph goes into a foreign country, and he's a slave to a master who's a pretty nice guy, but his wife accuses Joseph of a crime that he never committed. So now he's in a foreign prison. Think about that for a minute. This kid is in a foreign... It can't get any worse. 
And he's probably watching the door, hoping that his father will break it down and, and, and say to him, you're coming home with me. But of course the father's never going to do that because the father thinks he's dead. It can't be worse. And he cries himself to sleep. But that night, that night Pharaoh has a dream. Oh, he doesn't know the meaning of the dream, but Joseph has the same dream and he knows. So he tells Pharaoh, this is the meaning of the dream that you had. There's going to be a worldwide famine. So the great harvest that you're having right now, all the grain you're getting, put it away. Put it away in bins because, because you're going to need it. Sure enough, the whole world was in drought. And they were able to say, the whole world was saved because of Joseph's insight, because of Joseph's dream. So Joseph not only was a hero, he became second in command in Egypt. And then the best part of all is reunited with his brothers. It's a terrific story. But the reason why it's a terrific story is, is not just because Joseph succeeded. It was that the worst act that some human being could do to another person turns out to be the greatest thing for the world. Now, the reason I'm telling you all this is because Paul, in his letter to the Romans, just said, what all this, the suffering that you may experience now is nothing, is nothing compared to the glory that you're going to see. Let me put this in perspective. Let's say you're at a ball game and your team is losing. And there you are sitting there quietly while the other team is gloating through the victory. And you're disappointed, you're frustrated, the whole game, and you're, you're humiliated by the other team. The last pitch. The last pitch. Your team gets a walk-off. And your whole mood changes. And you know what you're thinking at that moment while you're cheering and you're all happy? You're thinking, it was worth it. It was worth sitting there the whole game, disappointed and embarrassed. It was worth it. You know, with God, we are Kevin Millar. We are Joseph. You know, we experience suffering and pain, embarrassment, setbacks. But Paul is saying to us, it is nothing. It is nothing compared to the glory that we are going to experience. And the reason why is because God wins, but it's the way God wins. It's the way God tells his stories. It is always against all the odds.